Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 434, and today I've got my good friend Chris Schaefer back on, and it actually has to do with episode 432 a little bit because we talked a lot about list building and how to build that rock-solid foundation to really crush your next product launch. So if you missed that one, you probably want to go check that one out. That's episode 432, theamazingseller.com forward slash 432. But today, I've got him back on because we received an email from someone that is running a giveaway to build that launch list, and the numbers aren't really great in their eyes, and they wanted our advice on what to do to fix it. So Chris, are you ready to fix it? I am. Sorry, I was clearing my throat. You caught me off guard, Scott. <laughs> you got me. Wow, I, I I actually made you not talk. So uh, I'm, clicking, I'm clicking the unmute button and nothing is yeah, happening. Nothing's happening and you're panicking. Uh, all right, so I want you to kind of read through the email and I want you to uh, maybe start off with what you think needs to be, I think, thought about or kind of like reverse engineered to kind of figure out how we can actually make this thing perform better. All right. So the, the email came from Bryce Robbins originally and Bryce let us know. They said, uh, we're preparing our launch to launch our first product. We watched the list building training as well as all the training videos that came with giveaway boost. If you guys haven't checked out the list building training, I guess, Scott, this would be a time to, to let them know. You can go to the amazing seller.com forward slash build list. And that documents the entire strategy and, and gives you a really good idea and a foundation for what we're going to be talking about today. But they watched all of those videos as well as the videos that, that come along with Giveaway Boost that show you how to set it up and all those kinds of things. Wanted to give you a big uh, thank you to you and Chris for putting together such a fantastic plugin and some sets of trainings. We're looking forward to building this as an asset to help us launch our brand. Now, they got the giveaway all set up and ready to go. They went to Instagram. They went to Facebook. And they started to run some ads. And... Unfortunately, so far, Bryce is not impressed with his performance. And he said, you know, we spent about $260 on Instagram with two different Instagram ads. One had a million followers. The other had 230,000 followers. Uh, we spent $50 on Facebook ads. Not a ton, but enough to get some clicks and some data. We split tested two different audiences. And then he lets us know what those are. And the, the quick breakdown here, Scott, is that, you know, basically on Instagram, it was costing them about $4 an email and for Facebook, it was costing them about $3 an email. Now, the conversion rate from people hitting the site is 23%, which is pretty good. You know, on ours, the one we're actually running right now, we're closer to 45, 50% actually. Um, but 23% is not bad. That means one out of every four people who are coming to the site are giving them their email address. You just, you need more people coming to the site at that rate, right? Uh, and they're suspicious that it's because of what they're using as the front end offer they're gonna actually split test this giveaway with a different one, with a, a much more generic product that appeals to the same brand. So, Scott, a few different things. One, I, I think we should probably dive into what makes a good offer, and two, uh, then what like the, the advertising costs that you're gonna see might be and, and how to kind of play with those. Does, does that sound like a good way to go? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he, here's the first thing I wanna say though. Okay, we have Instagram. Right, so we're using Instagram. They are. We've used it. They're using Instagram to build, um, to actually get the attention, and then from there put the offer in front of that audience. That's that's the strategy. It works. Here's the thing, though. They said they had a million followers on one page and two hundred forty-eight thousand on another, and that sounds amazing. But rule number one, and a way to make sure that that 
that that audience is engaged is to look at the Instagram account and see how the audience is engaging with their everyday content. So look at something that was posted a week ago and then look at something that was posted three hours ago and see if it's getting engagement. Now, if you have a million followers, uh, you're probably going to get some pretty good engagement if it's a targeted list and not someone that just went out and just kind of bought the, you know, the followers or, or whatnot. So what we did when we were doing the case study that we shared publicly in the sneakerhead niche is we went out, found a page, and then I looked at the numbers after they would post something within an hour or six hours, and I would see how many likes and how many shares and that type of stuff was happening on that. So for example, we seen that someone would post something on that page and they would get like 3000 likes, uh, in, in the matter of like an hour, hour and a half. And it was just quick. So I'm like, Okay, so this is pretty engaged. And yes, on a million, that's not like that great as far as percentages goes, but it's still 3,000 people that are seeing that thing instantly. So I say to myself, if I can get in front of those 3,000 people with an offer that's irresistible of something that they genuinely would want, then I should probably be able to convert those people into an email subscriber. And that's exactly the case of what we did. We did that with our sneaker giveaway, and instantly we built that list we built it over 7,000, but we did it off of Instagram on, uh, on one of the posts. And we, I think we got over 500 emails and we spent about a hundred bucks. It was about $125. So to us, it was engaged. We seen it and we gave it a test. I would be curious, Chris, to see what kind of engagement those pages had as far as their other everyday posts. And then if it had good engagement and yours didn't have a good engagement, there's a disconnect. So that's kind of like me reverse engineering what they have without even seeing what they have. Does that make sense, Chris? <laughs> it does. It makes sense indeed, Scott. And, it, it, you know, it's something that's interesting with Instagram. To me, Instagram is extremely powerful, but it's also a little bit more hit or miss, right? And, and that's one of the reasons you and I have talked about it. It's really easy. Like anybody can go do an Instagram ad. All you have to do is look for these channels, reach out to them, right? If you can send an email, you can run an ad on Instagram. Facebook, at least up front, feels more complex than that. But unlike Instagram, Facebook, once you get it dialed in, is a lot more consistent. Right now, you're not necessarily going to hit a home run with Facebook. But, you know, you and I have talked about for for twenty dollars, we know we're going to get right around one hundred, two hundred leads a day. Right. So we're going to pay nine, ten cents a lead and, and we're going to be cool with that. And if we want to raise the budget, then we're going to get three or four hundred leads a day. Right. And so we can dial Facebook into a place where we know that it's going to be consistent and reliable. Instagram is generally going to be like a, it's a swing for the fences, right? And, and if it performs well and you do the research and you, you find somebody, it's a gold mine. If you don't, then it's, you know, it's a nice swing, but it's usually a miss or, you know, a, a little dribbler up the first baseline, right? <clears throat> you're going to get a couple email addresses out of it, or you're going to get a whole bunch so to me, like if you find somebody on Instagram, it's worth reaching out and and trying it. But I wouldn't base my strategy for building my list around that. To me, Facebook ads is something that's a lot more consistent. And you and I have seen that in, in all three brands that we've done this in now, um, where Facebook, once you get past the initial hurdle of understanding who is your actual target and who's going to opt into that giveaway, you're going to get consistent results out of that. Does that does that make sense? Scott? Did I lose you? Chris, you there? I, 
I've been talking the whole time. Okay. Yeah, I know you have. And I had myself muted. So, um, <laughs> so, so, and yes, I am back. Um, so, all right. So yes, it makes perfect sense. And what I was saying over here, laughing muted, by the way, um, <laughs> is that it's kind of crazy now that every time you say, does that make sense? You're self-conscious of saying, does that make sense? Uh, I, I keep, I keep hearing myself saying it. You do. Uh, so yes, I mean, so here, here, here's the deal though. And I just want kind of like people to understand that like you had just said, and like I had said, like, you know, you have to look at the numbers that you're going for. And Instagram is a powerful channel, but if it's not engaged, it's not. And the offer is really, really super, super important. If I haven't stressed that enough, it really truly is. So Chris, let me ask you this. So would you say from looking at their offer, um, now they didn't give us the Instagram page that they targeted though, right? No. Okay. That would be helpful. Um, but, uh, wouldn't you say that even with, let's not even talk Facebook ads yet. Let's talk Instagram for a second. Don't you feel that if they got that like low of a conversion, as far as emails, don't you feel that that page is either not engaged or that the offer is not good for that audience? Yeah. And to be honest with you, I don't know on the Instagram side of things. I think that's probably the issue. Either the page is not engaged or it's, it's a slightly off offer, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the, as far as the Facebook side of things, I think it's probably an okay offer. And I'm actually in the process as we speak of pulling up their, their giveaway offer. And I don't think it's bad. I'll send you the link here in a second. Um, now I don't know what the product they're trying to sell on the back end of this is, but to me, this would be something that would be pretty cool for their, for their target audience, assuming they have something that goes well with this. Um, so, you know, to me, it's probably less the offer and more who they're targeting currently and on the Instagram side of things, it, it would be the engagement and, you know, why those people engage with that page. So let me ask sense. you then, Chris. So I'm going to ask you because I don't know this I'm because I haven't seen all this stuff. But from you looking at it and for you to kind of explain it so it's helpful to anyone else that's maybe running Facebook ads or something, is there Facebook ads targeting? Do you think it, it is it is good if their offer is getting, I mean, they're getting like $3 an email. Like wh where do you think their issue is? in the, the, you know, the chain of events there, uh, you know, of the different components, like where is, where is that problem? Uh, if, if it's not the, if it's not the actual image conveying the offer, then I guess what, you know, what, what would you think that would be the first thing that you would do to start to tweak that? So I think the, the first thing is, you know, it, it's a cool, it's a cool offer. I don't know because I'm not in this space. I don't know that it would necessarily, you know, be an amazing offer for the audience. But <clears throat> the thing to keep in mind, Scott, and people hear the numbers in aggregate, right? So when we talk about like on this giveaway, we got 13 cent leads on this giveaway, we got eight cent leads. That's the total number of leads divided by the, the cost of the product and the spend. Right. And on Facebook, like I'm looking right now, the, the giveaway that we're in, we're averaging 15 cent leads. Mm -hmm. But the first 40 or $50 of that was probably $2 leads. <laughs> right. Like you're, you're going to pay less over time as Facebook starts to understand who actually is opting into that giveaway mm -hmm. and who is coming in. And that, that's one of the reasons that I stress optimizing for conversions and not you know, running, running a Facebook ad. And if you guys don't know how to do this, there's a little bit of training inside of the giveaway booth stuff. If you guys have more specific on questions, let us know. Um, but we always optimize for conversions because we want Facebook only to show to the ad to the people who are going to give us their email address. 
right? And so even if the target audience is right, it may just need more time uh, or the ad itself may need to be tweaked. And we don't have the ad copy, so I can't really see it. But generally, if you're saying that you're going to give them something and you're, you're showing a picture of what it is, it's going to perform okay. I would say, you know, looking, looking back at these numbers, Scott, we're talking $52. Uh, they got 17 emails on 50 clicks. And so they spent $3 an email. The, the ad as a whole reached 4,000 people, which I, I would think there's going to be millions in their target audience for this. So it may just be a factor of needing a little bit more time for Facebook to, to pick up on who is actually going to do that. But let me ask Seven, you this. Let me, let me ask 17 you 17 people isn't really a, a, a valid but, statistic but for Facebook. But 50 people sense. landed or clicked on the ad? <laughs> yep. And, and how many people opted in? 17. Okay. So to, to me there, I mean, it's not terrible. And again, like you said, it's low numbers, but I would start to probably play with the, the landing page. Um, in this case, they're using giveaway boost, which is our plugin that we had created. The one thing that I'm, I'm seeing, you just sent me over the link privately so I can see it. Um, I don't see anything that says like free in the main, in, in the main title in the subject. Um, honestly, I see it look a little, there's a little bit more technical information given than the actual offer. So the first thing that I would probably do is I would put in the very beginning free, you know, whatever, uh, you know, eight foot bass fishing rod. Like I would put in the thing and then I might talk a little bit about the, you know, the techie stuff. And so, so in this case, Scott, and it's actually the name of the product, I think. And so would you just say it's a free fishing rod and not a free, you know, and then in the description, say, enter to win, uh, you know, a free bass tronic. Yes. Uh, yes. graphene, yes. blah, blah, blah. Right. Yes. Because then you're, it's immediately available what it is. The other thing, Scott, and you know, I said it a little bit earlier, 23% is not a bad conversion rate overall. It's not, it's not. If they're clicking on the ad, right. It's just like an Amazon PPC. They're clearly clicking on the ad. You're paying a dollar a click, which is not bad. Right. Um, the, especially when you're, you're talking about like those first 50 clicks, right? Right. right. That's going to come down over time if you're optimizing for conversions, but the first 50 clicks at a dollar a click is not bad. So they're clearly interested in it. Something is stopping them from giving their email address. So either they're interested in the bass fishing rod and they're not interested in this bass fishing rod, like when they get to it and they see it, or there's something that just doesn't make sense on the landing page. Yep. Um, and I, I think you just nailed it by looking at it and, and said, you know, look, it, it sounds like a whole bunch of technical mumbo jumbo, even though it's the name of the product. Yeah. And so what what it may need is just a little bit more explanation in the description. So, you know, enter to win the best tronic graphite fishing rod. You know, here's why it matters. Yeah. Right. Like, here's why all these things are cool uh, and why it matters for for you the next time you go fishing. Yeah. The other thing that I see is in the images that they use, they're good but I don't see them relating it to the person using it. So just again, to keep it in the fishing realm here, if, if I was doing this and I wanted the fisherman that's reading this to imagine themselves uh, using it, I would have a picture of them using it. Um, th- it seems more focused on the piece of equipment here than it does the use and the benefit. Um, so I would probably put one of those images in there as, as well. And the same thing goes is maybe even on your ad in Facebook, that may need to, to be in there um, to let them know, uh, you know what it's going to be used for and how it's going to benefit them. I know personally, 
Um, this product, the people that are looking at it, they don't probably know this is, you know, like this isn't like a major brand that they're going to be like, oh, I've heard of that. It's just they're using it because it does something and it needs, and they're going to need one, right? So that's basically what it is. So you need to hit the people with what it is, what it does for them. And by doing that in images, it will, it will show them it being used. And then they're going to put themselves in that place of that person using it. Um, so I think that's, those are two big things. I think the image needs to convey it better. And I think, uh, and that could be on the Facebook ad side as well. You can even bump up those conversions and, and, you know, have even more clicks. Um, and then I think the, the copy needs to say free, um, of, and then exactly what it is in, in, you know, regular everyday people talk not like the techno mumbo jumbo stuff. And then I think that, I think that would help. Um, now I know that they also said that they wanted to try to do more of a generic one that could get more leads. And this is a trap that I think a lot of people fall into is they're like, I'm going to give away a Kindle fire stick because everyone wants that, but it's not really your target market. So don't fall into that trap just because your numbers aren't there. Yes. Try to come up with a better offer maybe, or a better bundle to give away, like maybe that's not what people are going to be driven by, um, to enter. Maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe it's another product in your market that will do that. Or maybe it's a collection of products that will do that. Um, and then eventually, hopefully you can put one of your products alongside the thing that accompanies that product. So, um, that's just some things to think about on the surface that I'm looking at here, just from reverse engineering, what you're saying. Yeah. And I would agree with that. You know, I would stay away from the generic offer. You always want it to be specific to your audience and not to a broader audience, right? Like we don't want to give away a boat, right? We want to give away a bass boat, right? Or something like that. That that's much more specific to our audience. Now, in this case, they said, you know, we think one of the reasons that this might not be performing as well is because they might already have this. Uh huh. Yep. And so, you know, my response to that would be, well, then maybe you need to move up your targeting. Mm -hmm. Right. So if it's people who already have a bass fishing rod, well, what's the thing that people like before they like bass fishing or before they specifically buy a bass fishing rod? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, they're probably just interested in, in, in fishing in general. And I can hear the screams right now, Scott, of people saying, well, why would I make it more general? <laughs> right. Right, right. This comes up all the time in, in ad targeting. And I'm. I'm in the camp that says, let's let's keep it as general as possible without being too general. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but in the case of something like fishing, I want to start off with just fishing because it gives me a big chunk of audience, right? Rather than only being able to show it to 10,000 people who like wiggly worm glow, wiggly glow worm night bass fishing <laughs> right. or something like that, right? I'm going to start with fishing. And I'm going to let Facebook, just like in Amazon PPC, I'm going to start with broad match, right? I'm going to let Amazon show me the data. On Facebook ads, I'm going to start with a broader audience, so phishing, and then let Facebook, through the conversion optimization, where they're saying, okay, this person looks like Scott who filled out the form. I'm going to show them the ad. Chris looks nothing like Scott. I'm not going to show him the ad, right? That's what they're doing. And so I'm letting Facebook then kind of whittle that audience down to the people who look like the people that I'm actually interested in. And that a lot of times is what's going to bring that lead cost way down. Now, obviously we know that if I could get all 10,000 people who like wiggly glow night worm fishing or whatever the heck I just said, if I could get all of them on my email list and I was selling a wiggly night glow worm, then that would be amazing. But 
if I'm selling something that people who already like bass fishing might have bought, then I have to take that one level up. And I'm also willing to do a little bit of work on the back end by moving people to the product that I'm going to sell. So even though they might not be into bass fishing right now, I can send them a few emails and get them warmed up to the idea. Hey, do you really like fishing for trout? Bass tastes better, right? Like, right, right, right. It's very easy to walk them down that line, even if they're a little bit more generic in terms of a lead. And those are the people who, if you help them make that decision, are going to be a lot more brand loyal. So they're going to be willing to buy from you in the future, even more so than the people who are already into bass fishing, who are just getting, getting you know, the newest thing for bass fishing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it it totally does, Chris. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, it, you're self-conscious about me saying it. I am. Uh, I feel for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things I say, too, and everyone's like, you know, you say that a lot. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I kind of do. And now I'm kind of self-conscious. I don't want to talk anymore. Um, but we're going to keep talking. Um, I do want to wrap this up, though. I didn't want this to go too, too long. I wanted to really just kind of address some of these issues. And if anyone else is running... Uh, a giveaway or building a list, there's there's really just a few things that you have to uh, to look at that you can start to kind of like go back and see what's working, what's not working, and why it's not performing the way that you want it to. And it kind of goes through the same kind of exercises that we just did. We're looking at the different components that are made up of of a giveaway or, you know, maybe a lead magnet that you're getting attention in your market, whatever it is. But it generally starts with the offer where we get people to raise their hand. If for some reason you're not getting a good opt-in rate for that, then it's generally because the offer is either not good enough or there's a disconnect from the ad to where they land. We want to always make that congruent. We want to make that the same, almost the exact same imagery, uh, especially if you're going from Facebook, because we want to take them off of Facebook, but then make them feel as though they're still where they just were so they don't get nervous and then get out of there and then your opt-ins go down. And opt-ins for anyone that's brand new, we're just talking about you know gaining an email address so this way here we can follow up with them and let them know about future products or content. Um, but really you have like your offer uh, and then from there, we have our landing page. And on our landing page, that's where we're going to convey the message and we're going to talk about the benefits. We're going to talk about how excited we are. And I would say one other side note here is on that page, um, on the landing page, the other thing that you could do once you get a winner is put a picture of your most recent winner on that page. And that could bump up your conversion on that too, because then there's a trust element there that this is a contest, this isn't bogus, and you actually are giving away the prize. So that's a little side note there to give a little social proof in there. And that can bump up your conversions there as well. Um, but yeah, Chris, I mean, that's pretty much all I want to do. I, I kind of wanted to walk through this, give some, give some tips, some advice, and kind of like think out loud here along, you know, you know, with, uh, you know, whoever is going through this kind of, kind of like when you're going through this stuff, I know it feels kind of like you're alone and you're kind of wanting to reverse engineer. These are the steps you need to take in order to get to, uh, the answer. And really it's about asking the right questions. So Chris, is there anything you want to wrap up with before we officially wrap up? Yeah, I want to. I just want to recap what we talked about really fast, Scott, because I think just like you know, with Amazon PPC, where we're doing some troubleshooting, if we're talking about list building, we have to do the troubleshooting. And and you and I kind of break things down in a very similar way. Like with with the Amazon PPC, the first thing is, are you getting impressions? If yes, then are you getting clicks? If yes, then are you getting sales? Right? And building a list is very much the same way. Like, are people seeing my giveaway? Are they landing on the page? If if not, then we probably need to change the offer or change the target audience on the front end, right? And in this case, I think that may be playing a role. 
it's something we would have to test with, with this audience, right? It's definitely something I would take a look at, even if it's just making the tweaks that you talked about to the, the headline so it's less techno babble and more super obvious to the target audience what it is. Exactly. Um, the, the second step would then be, okay, I'm getting a metric boatload of people to my giveaway page, but nobody's opting in. In that case, it's either going to be there's something wrong on that giveaway page or the offer's just not compelling uh, once they get there, right? They see the ad, they're like, oh, that would be cool. And then they get there and they're like, eh, you know, it, it looks like a cheap fishing rod, right? Mm-hmm. Like something like that right, right. might be your, your second issue. And then, you know, from there, okay, now I'm getting emails. Now what do I do with them? Now, we didn't get into that today, but I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point. But for, for me, list building, you have to troubleshoot where you are. And so in this case, we need to start either by looking at the target audience, by looking at the offer, <clears throat> or just by looking at our targeting in general. Mm. And I think both of those things, the, the target audience and the offer, can be tweaked slightly, maybe not changed entirely, but tweaked slightly here. And that may make all the difference. Yeah. Yeah. No. Good, good advice. Good recap. And uh, yeah, if you guys are interested in learning more about building your own list and kind of like all the things that we do and have done in the past to, to actually accomplish this, uh, we have done a free workshop. We've talked about it before, and I'm going to invite you to go check that out because it's totally free and I think it's valuable. Um, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash build list. And yes, we do have a plugin that we created to run our own giveaways. And uh, that is talked about inside of there as well. But by all means, it's not uh, mandatory that you have to purchase this to get the value through that workshop. Um, it's just uh, a tool that allows us to set up these pages and it makes it a lot easier when running these giveaways and picking winners and all of that fun stuff. So definitely go check out uh, theamazingseller.com forward slash build list. Chris, I say we wrap this up. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. We're going to close it out with Chris Schaefer once again. And Chris is getting good at this. He's getting a little better at timing. So let's go ahead and see if he can do it again today with us, guys. Remember, as always, I am here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on. Say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Chris, you ready? I'm ready. Count of three, baby. One, two, three. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.